tuned into this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this clip comes from episode number 300 of the Pacey Performance Podcast with Eddie Jones, who is England rugby head coach, and John Clark, who is his head of strength and conditioning. So the big question is, what makes a good strength and conditioning coach? And Eddie goes to town and gives some incredible insight for all the practitioners out there listening. But just before we do dive in with Eddie and John, I want to say a big thank you to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. So if you're looking for a cost-effective solution, because it's free, to collect subjective data, visualize it nicely, and then present it to coaches and players, check out AMS Lite from Rock Daisy. Just coming just come back to you, Eddie, given the, given the audience, S&C coaches, sports scientists, and uh, we'll, see if, we'll see if John agrees with this, given his current position, but what, what makes a good... S&C coach from your experience and probably having multiple across the years, what, what characteristics, what qualities does a, a good strength and conditioning coach possess? I think they've got to, they've got to have knowledge. You know, all of our jobs, you've got to have knowledge. But you've also got to have a, a, a curious mind. You've got, to want to, you've got to want to learn, but you've also got to want to do. Like there's a lot of coaches out there that learn a lot now. But you've got to be able to do, and the doing is applying the knowledge to your group of players, and and so that curiosity is just so important. You've got to have, as as JC said, you've got to have management skills. You've got to understand people, um, and you've got to be a team player. Yeah, you know, you've got to be a team player. More and more, I see sports. Yeah, you know, we we use a loose tactical periodization model where everything's based around the game. And therefore, our, in reality, our strength and conditioning coaches are assistant coaches. Um, and more and more, I think that's going to be the case, that the games are getting so intense. You know, you just look at football at the moment, how much more intense it is, you know. So how much pressing there is. Um, that the, the quality of your training has got to be so you, you're holistically preparing the player. So the emotional, the physical, the tactical, the social the physiological, all of that together. And so S&C coaches have got to be an all-rounded coach. Um, and they've got to be good with the bad kids, mate. Like, that's their test. Because the good guys will always do well. It's how you get that bottom 5 10%, how you get more out of them. Like, that's the real key. When, you, when, when a new coach comes into your or potential new coach is, is making their way into your into your setup what are the key things that you look for in terms of the, their personality and characteristics that either get a or a thumbs up or a thumbs down yeah probably the best example is the interview I had with jc i can remember we, we had it out yes, the back of the lens it was it's a nice sunny day and i think it lasted maybe four four minutes 32 seconds precisely <laughs> um, and the the first reason I interviewed him because he had a practical he, he, he'd been coaching but he'd also gone and, and done study which shows that he's got uh, an interest in knowledge then sat down with him and he and he seemed like a good bloke I was wrong there but uh, <laughs> you get some things wrong um, and I felt he was a good bloke and I knew he knew his stuff so I think we seriously we had, it was the shortest interview I ever had. I knew he was the right bloke, um, and JC probably went straight back to Warrington thinking, "Shit, that was a waste of time." <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you, you mentioned loose periodization model. What does that mean to you in practical terms? Because there's people band it around. We use a tactical periodization model, but that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. What does that, what does that mean to you and your beliefs? Well, I, I think, you know, there's a couple of uh, uh, parts to it. The first thing is, I think, is just from a coaching point of view, having a real understanding of, of how you want to play the game. This is the game. And then all your coaching staff to understand that's the game. And then secondly, how you break that game down to put it in the most cohesive week. And, and knowing that if you get that week cohesive enough, then you don't need to make great changes to that week, week from week. Like I always, the reason I went down the track was that uh, I always saw coaches say at the end of the week, They'd team would get pumped, you know, and they'd say, oh, we had a great preparation. Well, you, you didn't have a great preparation. But now I know with tactical periodisation that we've got, we don't have it down set in stone, but we've got a pretty good idea of what we need to do. And if we get that preparation right, the team will play well. Now, it doesn't mean they always win because sometimes the opposition are better, but you give them the physical, you give them the, the psychological and you give them the tactical uh, preparation to, to go into the game and, and play with a de degree of cohesion, a degree of clarity, and, and that's what you've got to do. And, and football, you know, again, you watch football and the, and the European sides particularly that play 60 games a year, how they can play with such consistency reflects, I think, the, the value of tactical periodisation. Just coming back to you, John, Eddie mentioned about the, the S&C coach being the been an assistant coach how's that been for you in terms of that transition has there been a much of a transition a change of mentality of what is expected in the England setup versus where you've been previous uh yeah I think I think that's probably been my development as an SNC coach since since joining uh England even more so because I had the rugby background I've I've always you know, had that blend of, of coaching and SNC, if you want to split it up like that. So I have done, you know, always done the wrestle type, you know, with uh, exercises within the rugby league. But the, the, the model that we use, yeah, as Eddie Wright says, you know, you're, you're almost an assistant coach because when you're designing your, your SNC programs, you're not designing them to, to run, just to run quick with no ball or, you know, to, to move well. You, you're designing them to get the, the lads to move better on the pitch in the game um, and that sounds pretty obvious but uh, as S&C coaches it doesn't happen a lot you know we're, we're chasing flying tens and we're chasing acceleration times and we're changing uh, ch chasing change of direction ability and, and strength scores and, and power scores we, you know we want this and don't get me wrong they're all you know they are they are important but it's it's working out how does that feed into the bigger picture and, and the big, oh, well, the only picture really, and the pit that is, how does the team play, and how can we feed into making that team play better? Um, and and you know, you know, what as an S and C coach, that that is the one thing I I feel has helped me develop uh, massively over the last eighteen months. Yes, you've got to learn, um, but it's that uh, application of your of your knowledge um, and how that and how that feeds into the program. Uh, and uh, I just mentioned that interview then I'll, I'll tell you a story the, the interview finished after say whatever it was and I was I was in reception at Lensbury and I actually rang my missus and it was it was 10 past seven and she knew I was on at seven o'clock she went shit what's happened <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said well 
I said, I've either got it or it's the worst interview I've ever done. <laughs> she said, all right, let's see. And luckily it was, uh, luckily we got it, but no, it's, uh, no. So yeah, the S&C coaching, I think, and, 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 and that is right. It, that, this is where I think S&C coach is going. You know, you're becoming an assistant to whatever your sport is and you're working out not just what gyms, you know, the best gym scores is, you're working out exercises, um, you know, the way you do stuff to how to feed into that, to that um, game model that you've got better. So how important is it then for someone using England as an obvious example, for someone coming in with a non-rugby background, how important is that for them to obviously quickly get up to speed with demands of the game so they can do all the things that you've both said? Well, well, huge because, uh, you know, you've got to understand the game, haven't you? And that doesn't mean you, you need to be an extra player or, you know, that, but, but you, you've got to understand what the, the demands of the game are and what you're, what you're preparing these players to do tactically, technically, physically, psychologically. What do they have to go through? And the, the, the crux of rugby is, whether it's rugby league or rugby union, it's the toughest game in the world. And, you know, that, that makes preparation of players... Um, exciting but you know in some ways you know very difficult as well and um, and, and then you add them 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 uh, them challenging players in there as well and and that's what that's what you know that that's a litmus test for an SNC coach or a rugby coach is how you get them them challenging players uh, to one perform in the gym and prep right and, and then they go out on the field and, and perform right as well. Just coming back to you Eddie with this tactical periodization, the, the emphasis on the on the sport rather than the, the silo of I'm a strength and conditioning coach, just touching on that very similar question to, to John, does that mean that people in rugby kind of stay in rugby and people in football stay in football? Because that, that knowledge of one game is maybe difficult to transfer to another given the, the needs for the technical knowledge? I think in essence, it's more transferable. I think if you've got a good feel of, of the game and what I mean, a good feel of the game, you can see what, the, what you need, what equipment you need to play the game well. I think in S&C coaches, and I think the history shows they're able to move across sports. Uh, for coaches, I think it's impossible, mate. You know, you're kidding yourself. Um, because I watch a game of football and I, I think I... I might know something, but I, I know bugger all. Um, because unless you've played the game, you haven't got a feel for the game. Yeah, even I watch rugby league. I'm watching every NRL game. I'm watching every NRL show at the moment. I don't, I don't really know. Like I've got a few views, but unless you've really been in the game, you can't coach it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if it was that easy, everyone would do it, wouldn't they? Gosh. And they don't. And they Gosh. don't. So you're exp- so just on the keep going on the tactical periodization stuff and, and John's changing mindset to always bringing it back to being specific to the game. What are your yeah. expectations of, of him and what, I suppose what drills look like and how involved do you get, or yeah, how involved do you get in what they do and ask the question, how is this actually gonna, we're spending half an hour on this, how does it actually transfer to what we're gonna get on a Saturday? Uh, yeah, no, um, they probably wish I wasn't involved as I am. Uh, <laughs> no, I like to know, mate. It's, yeah, I'm 60. It's still the fun part of the week, the training. And you've got to get that right. Like, training's where you make a difference to your team. And so the quality of your training is just so important you get it right. And it's from a, again, tactical, psychological, 
physical point of view. They've all got to work together to create create the right game or drill at training, create the right training session. Because, you know, one of the most interesting things I've always found coaching is that on a Monday night, you can almost predict how your team's going to do on Saturday. Yeah, because Monday generally, for, you know, if you played Saturday or you played Sunday, Monday's your recovery day where you're doing a little bit, you know, to get them, get them back into it. And if they f- finish that day feeling good about themselves, uh, you got the soreness out of them, they're excited about the week ahead, then you've got a really good chance of having good, good preparation. So that, the way you put together that Monday's so important. And then the other, the other big thing that I think's changed in preparation, and I think it's probably for most sports that are, that are physically uh, taxing, that you can only ever have one hot session a week where you really go hard, that you can't expect players to get up for two sessions. Um, and that's, I think, one thing we've done reasonably well with England, where our whole week builds up to Wednesday. And the players know on the Wednesday, we, we can train quite hard on a Wednesday, even for a test week. But they'll come off the field, even though they're, they're tired, you'll hear them laugh, they'll have some fun, and you know they've enjoyed the hardness of the session, but the session's also appropriate to them getting prepared for the game. No, it doesn't always happen like that, um, but that's how you want it to be. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pace Performance Bite Size. So don't forget that clip was taken from episode number 300 with head coach of England Rugby, Eddie Jones, and head of strength and conditioning at England Rugby, John Clark. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode of Pace Performance Bite Size. If you want to check out their AMS Lite, rockdaisy.com.